Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Fun together with me, Sunanda Vashisht. How are you, Sunanda? Good. How are you, Adil? Uh, great. And we are very honored to be joined by uh, author, columnist, historian, Nilesh Oak, um, who is the author of When Did the Mahabharata War Happen? The Mystery of Arundhati, where he freshly evaluated the astronomy uh, observations of the Mahabharata text. Uh, but no, I, you got one thing, not, not wrong, but you didn't say one thing about his bio. He is the star writer for Mindmaker. Yes, he is, and I'm I'm not done with the bio, right? Okay. I, because I also yeah. want to talk about the the historic I'm Rama. To plug Mindmakers here. Ha, <laughs> karna. <laughs> the the historic Rama, where he where he, uh, and this is the most fascinating, where he takes on um, folks like P. V. Vartak and others, and he debunks their timelines. So again, um, if you have read those books and you want an alternative view of what happened, Nilesh's book would be uh, your book, your go-to book, and. I I always believe like you know we should have debates and everything so you know what's life without uh, two views on the same thing yeah. so and that is the bhartiya view i don't call it the liberal view i have given up on the word liberal because i am big about nomenclatures and i think that we should give up those i don't call it liberal anymore i call it bhartiya view so the bhartiya view is that let's have debates absolutely let's talk let's discuss let's debate each other's view let's debunk each other's view but Indeed. let's talk no and um, also uh, i know you all want us to talk about the rafael deal and everything so that will be in the second part of the podcast but the first part we want to really talk about nilesh's work and then we'll also talk about the intellectuals and everything so welcome to mind podcast nilesh thank you thank you for joining here and uh, i'll mention you mentioned the, the bharatiya view and liberal view as not to be called a liberal view per se i mean we can call it liberal mm. but it is liberal in the sense of it is bharatiya, bharatiya. Mm. Uh, also the vada is our parampara mm. like yes. through vada only uh, discussion we, we mm. yes uh, and we make progress mm. and uh, so uh, yesterday i was having discussion with a uh, few researchers and professor sikke raju's work came into the picture mm. and so he has written a great book which is uh, is the science western in origin wow and so great book again all our shat darshanas you know the nyaya sankhya vaisheshika they, they are basically uh, fundamentals of science and so just like liberal we shouldn't say liberal or at least not in the sense of non indian it's yes. a bharatiya similarly science is bharatiya yes very much a fundamental basis absolutely let me go to the beginning anish uh, because your interview that we published which was what was it 2015 so this was no this was may 2016 yeah. and okay. and for all the readers just a reference point is the 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 title of the interview was the ramayana did not take place any time after 10000 bc and the mahabharata did not take place any time after 4500 so I, one thing i would like to point out is nilesh is not setting any conclusive dates as in this happened because you cannot do that you have to give a range and stuff like mm-hmm. that and we'll come to his techniques in a bit so but that's the context of the interview it's yes. on mind makers it's got more than 30000 shares i mean more I, than I that yeah i have stopped counting uh, uh, but sunada what are you saying about so that? i wanted to go back to the basics because this is what our readers wanted to know mm-hmm. and they have asked us this because we don't ever get a chance of pinning you down at one place like this by training you're not an indologist by training you're not a historian also tell us and give us a brief view of you know an autobiographical yeah. just for about a minute yeah. that how and what interested you in indology or um, you know doing the time right. and all that right. uh, yeah so just before getting into my autobi- autobiographical view what i would say is if you look at 
the history of all the revolutionary discoveries of any science doesn't or any field what you will find is those are made by the people who are not from that field that so that is that is the baseline you know baseline. so it shouldn't be a surprise i'm not unique in that way, that way. so my background is chemical engineering mm. bachelor's masters uh, and then salesperson all my life i'm a salesperson wow like all good engineers you did an mba too that, that's right <laughs> like all good <laughs> i did mba uh, and uh, everywhere i with the chemical engineering i used to be asked every place like what are you doing here <laughs> because again people don't understand exactly what chemical engineers do uh, so uh, the the my background coming into this was obviously uh, going back to uh, growing up in india and uh, you know what you hear is this uh, two extreme views one is uh, you say something about indian literature indian narratives and uh, people will say oh my god you know why are you wasting time there i mean that's all so backward that's that's one view or nothing i mean it's of no use like look look at look to the future the other view which also i could think is extreme where you say something uh, aeroplanes or going to space shuttle and going Pushpa to somewhere was, uh, huh. and they will say it's all there in in our narratives and i think these are both extreme narratives and it's not like to just to be politically correct we say that what happens is either of these claims whether there is absolutely nothing or there is absolutely everything uh, we need to test and i think that's where i came into this so uh, going back uh, my 10th grade or so we had to uh, memorize uh, bhagavad gita mm. now that came as a blessing mm. uh, just to even impress i can so you actually had to read about it before you <laughs> talked about it that there is our other intellectuals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes so uh, just to impress you know sometime and my, i'll tell you my uh, my wife and when she listens she will she will totally love this uh, but you know the many times i say well there is no need to uh, recite a sanskrit words it's yeah. everybody knows and she says everybody doesn't know yeah you have to recite it you know she's right uh, and so so i started that but what ben- what benefited me the high school days uh, our school was such that we had to have by heart yeah. one chapter of bhagavad gita before we could appear for exam what school is this nilesh uh, <laughs> yeah. this this one is uh, a village school actually oh. a pretty small place this is where the heart of heart india is heart of yes. india Look absolutely the amount of kind of education so at I, least you are know, not deracinated so i'm not yes. trying to interrupt but i have to tell you this my so some somebody who my he's uh, so, no longer sadly no longer in this universe but i call him my guruji and one thing that he always taught me was when i was a young kid and i was there is a very famous jain shlok called the bhaktamar which i had I had memorized it and it was in sanskrit he told me very there are two things you have to make sure whenever you are uh, reciting or talking about any shloka is one is uchchar hmm. uh, second is arth yes is like dono ko sikhe bina andar aap mein you know ghul ke ho jaye it's no point in reciting uchchar has to be perfect Correct. you have to master it till you decide it publicly and, and you have to know the arth yes is like as a kid i cannot enforce you too much to learn the arth but when you grow up read about it yes more. and that's so similarly for bhagavad gita i guess so when you are reciting a shloka you you will make sure you know yeah. that the, the uchchar and the arth and that's the amazing thing about indian schools right Correct. Like schools that Correct. both yeah. are equally emphasized yeah at least they don't produce deracinated people macaulay children right right so what happened happen is that so with that uh, people will say if i ask a question or in general they will say everything is there in bhagavad gita everything mm-hmm. is there in the vedas and so on so at some point i said let me find out for myself where is that stuff you know so obviously i had my own crazy ideas what i'm going to find i didn't find that stuff what I, whatever i had but what i found was amazing so that was my introduction to uh, our indian narratives through, okay. through bhagavad gita and then you wanted to 
but it was chronological you wanted to chronology back to something and because i have read your interview so i'm going to pin you on this okay uh, because you talked about the arundhati vashishta yes, observation yes. in 1995 correct so bhagavad gita ki to aapne baat kar li in school huh. but this is something you discovered after college or True. during college in masters during masters. my masters in canada huh. yeah. so uh, so from there how do you come suddenly to this and decide that i want to do chrono- chronology because in when when you get inspired by bhagavad gita i the last thing you think is chronological because there is so much more to the gita Correct. than just knowing when it was spoken how it was spoken agreed. and everything agreed agreed so then from there to this complete different view on say astronomy yeah. um, and quantum uh, right. uh, things that you did so uh, tell me yeah in 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 the word one word it was an accident acha <laughs> <laughs> so but but the bhagavad gita was the common thread Foundation. so what happened uh, i had uh, finished my masters mm-hmm. uh, thesis was ready and i was waiting for my immigration and i couldn't submit the thesis you know mm-hmm. until then otherwise i'm kicked out of the country in canada you know mm-hmm. So while I was doing that I said let's explore something else other beyond engineering. <laughs> so I went to the library and uh, looked at the whole Bhandarkar Oriental or critical edition mm-hmm. and uh, Bhagavad Gita is part of Mahabharat many people even sometimes don't realize, realize that. that. Huh? So I said let me see where it is. So that's why I picked up Bhishma Parva because I knew it was in Bhishma Parva and uh, where is it I didn't know where to look for so I'm looking at it and what I when I started reading the first chapter second and third Bhagavad Gita came like afterwards mm. 16 and still I still on Bhishma Parva Bhishma you're reading Bhishma Parva first chapters adhyay second adhyay third adhyay and, and for the benefit of our readers Bhishma Parva is uh, when uh, Bhishma is on the um, arrows on no, the No 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 Bhishma not, Parva is where the war is just going to begin, begin. it hasn't okay. even begun Hmm. and to my surprise suddenly i ran into this series of astronomy statements hmm. one oh, after another wow you know and i just said what is going on uh, and so that's where that arundhati vasishta reference was there hmm. and what picked my attention is because my astronomy knowledge was also very meager hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so other things i said okay i mean i understand their astronomy but that's it but arundhati vasishta i could say ah i know this stuff because mm-hmm. of the saptarshi and all mm-hmm. of that so i said wow well, what are they talking about and my, my sanskrit is uh, pretty decent mm-hmm. so because i mean if i read mahabharat or bhagavad gita the first read without uh, mm-hmm. help of any dictionary i'll get 70% and with a couple of words i'll get 100% and then uh, if i spend another 5 minutes i'll get multiple possible meanings out of that mm-hmm. verse too so that uh, i just came back from the library i contacted one of the mathematics professor uh, of a, you know from india mm-hmm. professor murdeshwar but he was teaching there and i said uh, uncle have you heard of this because i was excited and we used to have a discussion and then he said yes i know of a few old researchers who have tried to solve this but haven't figured it out mm-hmm. and uh, uh, i maybe i didn't know at that time but i'll say even in my uh, professional career uh, if you talk to others they will say i'm a problem solver uh, that's what i love i mean the some pro- some problem i said okay i got to solve that's it the that's how great in you know <laughs> <laughs> we 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 delude ourselves by telling that we solve the most yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> there you go but, yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's how it started and then uh, i was uh, doing things in parallel but 15 so, years so so then let me get you to some dates now Yeah. because you have proposed specific dates for i'm not saying for the whole ramayana but for the ram ram yuddha hmm. and the um, uh, for the mahabharata war actually i have suggested for uh, almost everything correct but that's a range no correct. you're you're giving a, a range sort of okay now it could be plus minus a few months here and there no not really not really no no actually but but, but before yeah. you get into that i want to say what you yeah. said so you were saying 12209 bc yeah. for the ramayana war yeah. and 5561 bc which 
डेट्स all the existing claims mm. and i was looking at the evidence and i could uh, one after another falsify others <laughs> but with vartak i was trying to falsify his date mm. and i could not ah. even after checking his thing for 200 plus observations which even he had not looked at 200 plus mm. so some additional observations i found which were in support of him which also went in support of him but he was not even aware of them let me ask you a question when you are saying that you find all these astronomical references in the texts themselves in the mahabharata text itself or valmiki ramayana yes do you propose that they were there on purpose so that people like us can actually place them in a historical huh. context yeah. because remember why i'm asking this yes. question is because we are always accused of having no concept of history no sense of history Correct. which is always a wrong way i mean this has been debunked many times yeah. but we have always been accused of not having a sense of history so do you think our scientists our rishis yeah. they always knew this and that is the reason it was there great great question uh, two answers to this one answer is it could be coincidental hmm. it may not be deliberate hmm. but it happened for example we are sitting here in houston uh, hmm. talking about this and i might uh, while in the course of discussion i might say oh by the way the hmm. the flood last year uh, were you affected I, yeah. and so that the, the conversation gets recorded suppose 20 years 100 years down the road is referred to they might say ah so this must have been the 2018 <laughs> Yeah? so it could be coincidental and the, yes there are many references which are coincidental mm. because uh, the the poet i mean in this case vasa or valmiki are describing it and so if it's a uh, spring time and the fighting is going on they might say they also appeared like uh, two bulls fighting in the spring but the spring time is there yeah. okay at least uh, a claim you a know poetic flourish huh. but in case of mahabharat i said the your question is great because in case of mahabharat and so actually in case of valmiki ramayan too vasa is very clearly telling dhrutarashtra uh, yes the, the disaster is going to happen you haven't done much to stop it but uh, don't worry the, that is the kala mahima it's everything is going to go away but i am going to record this the glory of kuru dynasty Mm. So it's right there. Those uh, Bishma Nirvan chapter, he says mm. that. So it is his objective. So it's written with a cl- very clear objective of recording for the posterity. Posterity. And the reason I ask you, I'm getting. Goos- I want to tell the listeners that I'm getting goosebumps right now talking to Nilesh. This is such a fascinating <coughs> conversation. I'll tell you this because when even when we do small pujas, ours is mm. the only living tradition. It has never uh, stopped. Even when we do little birthday puja at home, and mm. the priest comes home, the first thing he does is he will actually ask you your gotra. Then he will record the time. Yes. He will say the time. He will record the place it's being done, and then he will say all the nakshatra and everything that is there mm. at that time. Correct. So clearly, this cannot be um, you know without a reason. People have been priests have been doing this for. I mean, for as long as the time immemorial. Yes. So there is certainly a sense of time and space that Hindus have. Absolutely. 
so it cannot this cannot be considered so we can easily debunk the fact that we don't care about history because what else is history otherwise other Haan. than time and space let, let me tell you i i said this said this in the one lecture in 2016 in fact uh, i know the marathi saying i'll say it marathi we say it and you, you might find the hindi one or soracha ulta bomba you know or what is that say the uh, chor पुलिस को डांटे कोतवाल को डांटे एक्चुअली सिचुएशन इज लाइक दिस इफ यू ट्राई टू राइट द वेस्टर्न हिस्ट्री और एनी वेयर आउटसाइड इंडिया नाउ श्योर दे हैव सम एविडेंस एंड दे राइट इट बट इट्स अ लॉट ऑफ हैगियोग्राफी फिल इन द ब्लैंक्स ऑन द अदर हैंड द अमाउंट ऑफ हिस्ट्री दैट डिटेल्स दैट वी हैव इन इंडियन नेरेटिव आर माइंड बॉगलिंग आई मीन वी हैव नॉट इवन स्क्रैच द सर्फेस so uh, to support what you are saying mm. but even going beyond no. i mean if somebody saying the indians or the hindus don't have a sense of history i mean uh, we have to ask them which world do you live in it's is is that bad i mean it's yeah. that wrong statement yeah. because amount of uh, and you know the history is found everywhere mm. uh, just uh, digressing for a second like surya siddhanta mm. now you won't look at that as a history book mm. actually it's not it's a astronomy book mm. sure. and it's not uh, astronomy book for the it's not 101 mm. it is written as a pocket guide for those who are already very conversant in astronomy so right. everything is written in a very cryptic fashion mm. um again many of our researchers are not aware to this day mm. for example uh, if you look at the numbers calculations you find uh, definitely surya siddhanta was mm. updated around uh, say 500 600 uh, ce mm. uh, 1500 1600 years ago what they don't know uh, this is uh, uh, dr anil narayanan mm. he is a former isro scientist mm. now in washington dc he has written series of papers and absolutely phenomenal work and again it's not been recognized and not people are not aware of it it's a peer reviewed journal work and all that he has he has shown different instances in surya siddhanta that takes us back to 7500 bce incredible and quickly in the news and i will get back to this is now myself and my another co researcher rupa bhati who is in gujarat we have found uh, evidence no questions no ifs no buts kind of evidence we are writing a paper on it right now that shows a event with such a solid support solid uh, verifiable uh, data that takes us to 12000 bce in surya siddhanta so it takes that has nothing to do with the history or it appears has nothing to do with the history is actually Even telling us a history of 14000 years okay what do you say about the people you're using astronomy to date this what do you say to people and uh, i'm just being a devil's advocate here that well astronomy is not the right way to go <laughs> also and i would yeah. like to club this because a lot of people keep saying that the mahabharat happened in 1500 bc <laughs> something right <laughs> that there is there is a sort of a criticism on that account so how would you respond to those claims because we also want to you yeah. know kind of uh, yeah. put so that question yeah so there are two things Absolutely. first people will ask you well astronomy is not even a science huh. Huh. so there is no way you can approach all this dating yeah. and all yeah. this uh, yeah. Yeah. with astronomy and be his question that you know like a 1500, 1500 claim yeah so the first one again when people say astronomy is not a science uh, i will ask them the same question which world do they live in mm. they must be living in another universe mm. you know where the science didn't exist mm. in the whole field of science for example the most successful theory is the theory of astronomy and cosmology mm. right from ptolemy i mean why einstein is famous why newton is famous and kepler is famous is for that so that is the answer second is in some sense we are lucky see if uh, vedavyas or valmiki if they had chose not to record these observations there is very little we could mm. have done 
but fortunately it is there now back to your question of like 1500 and what about it uh, they, see let's take mahabharat the claims for the mahabharat range from 400 ce mm. ce hopkins professor hopkins of harvard you Correct. know all the way back to 7300 bce and there are more than 130 plus claims mm. what i will tell you and that's actually the you talked about the wada in the mm. beginning what we need to move this thing further is we need more wada mm. not vitandavad mm. but we need a wada you know the discussion the debate the rational debate by the way rational is another word that the leftist wants to <laughs> liberal wants to claim appropriate mm. no rational is our word. word i mean we are rational yeah i mean sure there are always elements people mm. will go beyond mm. uh, the what the evidence is telling us but on the on the left side you will see that hardly any so evidence for people who say that there could be two theories to something are rational but when people say that there is no in spite of there being for evidence of some things they keep on saying ki ye hai nahi they are irrational <laughs> they are not rational <laughs> correct <laughs> will this debate ever be settled okay so a uh, great question again how do we want to settle the debate mm-hmm. again yesterday we were having some discussions and uh, you know one one thought process was uh, how can we build the consensus mm-hmm. and i'll say uh, just my opinion or my assertion is that consensus is not the way to resolve this issue uh-huh. for example uh, kepler's theory i mean let's take the cosmology Let me ask you a controversial yeah. question yeah. but when people say consensus are you in your head do you think consensus or compromise actually that's what happens i i'll tell you from the yeah. engineering point of view all optimized solutions are actually suboptimum solutions precisely huh? so because it's a compromise if yeah. consensus means compromise and you don't have to do it and again our shat darshanas the six philosophies of india is a perfect way to solve this problem well, because one critical one criticism i have about us indians is yeah. we always look for unanimity and har jagah aapko nahi milne wali sometimes that has to be a majority versus no, but, unanimity no i understand that i understand all that but for a kid who is studying um, ramayan hmm. or a kid who is studying mahabharat 20 years from now he wants to know when hmm. this happened is there a way to settle this debate and exactly and i want a detailed answer from this in the next part we are running out of time in this part but in the next part we'll get this answer so yeah nilesh your response to this sunanda's question because my question was for the benefit of our things it was asked before the break that um 20 years 30 years from now i think our children deserve <coughs> to know because they don't have the mind space to think of all this mm-hmm. so but our children really do deserve to know when did mahabharata war happen when did um when did kurukshetra thing when was gita actually spoken Correct. so what is your answer okay so obviously if you ask me there mm. is a very specific year that you will hear yeah. but that's not what you're asking because yeah. there are many other claims and what not what i feel i'm convinced is that even if we don't have to place one date in front of them we can always tell them the state of the art what has happened today yeah. so it says look uh, the many people have tried to figure out when exactly mahabharat war happened but it goes from this date to this date and then you may able to segregate by saying these folks came to this date based on this strategy based on this method uh-huh. and so on because then you can leave it to them to explore it further okay so i mean i can always tell 5561 bc but the, the, the thing is uh, back to that consensus thing uh, actually you see the thing look at science like uh, did they decide by consensus like that the newton's theory is no. the the theory no there was a lot of opposition people were trying but that's when i'll tell you nyaya darshana avashad darshana one thing comes very very value valuable 
uh, that there was a very clear concept. Our science is amazing. I mean, we can do another talk show sometime. I mean, uh, podcast on the Nyaya Darshan. Absolutely, yeah. we'll do it. Uh, I'll just give you one. This is so beautiful. I mean, I get goosebumps when I say mm-hmm. that. Uh, the understanding is that there is no absolute. Tr- I mean, there is absolute truth out there, but we may or may not know. Oh. Just like the Nasadiya Sukta, yes. the gods may, no, no, may or may no. not know. So, uh, in this case, the, it says, Swa Pratipaksha Sthapana Hino Vitanda. What is Vitanda? Uh, so if you just critique somebody's claim, mm. but you don't have a claim which claims to be superior than the other, you are doing a vitanda. Mm. So what happens? Uh, forget the consensus, but everyone comes together, or the researchers, and they say, okay, let's. What is your theory? I mean, there is a very simple five-step uh, science process. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is your evidence? How did you mm-hmm. check it? What, what does it give? I'll give you an example of that. So somebody recently, another researcher. Uh, uh, contradicted my translation Sanskrit translation and he said your translation is uh, not correct it should have been something else I did not even argue with that person on the translation itself and it was for a reason I said fine he said what's your translation I said my translation is in my book and my inference is also there you are not agreeing with it great so tell me what is your correct translation according to you and once that is the case based on that translation which date do you draw and the person did not respond. Now that is called vitanda. Mm. So you are finding a fault in someone's else. But not but, giving any constructive. But you don't have your own position. position. Yeah, that is not uh-huh. the agreeable thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So in conclusion, yeah. I, I wanted to um, end this part of the interview with that. Um, what do we expect from you in the future? What are your works in the future? Right. So I already published one on Ramayana and Mahabharat. Right. Mm-hmm. The next one uh, immediately is the Bhishma Nirvan. And okay. what, what it does, be going beyond the mystery of Arundhati, uh. It's a pe- because people started, I did not write because of that, because the evidence exists and I wanted to bring it up. Mm-hmm. But people started saying, oh, but Arundhati Vasishta, I understand it's a phenomenal observation, mm-hmm. does a great scientific mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. but it's only one observation. Mm-hmm. What I am saying in this book is even if you leave Arundhati Vasishta outside for a minute, mm-hmm. we don't need to. The Bhishma Nirvana, which is a very simple chronological evidence, mm-hmm. it also tells you, uh, takes you to 6th millennium BC wow. and nowhere else. Yeah. In fact, it tightened the interval. Uh, Arundhati Vasishta gave me like 6,500 years interval. Mm-hmm. This one is giving me an interval of 2,000 years from 5,000 BC to 7,000 BC. Mm. Never before, never after. Wow. So that's one. And then another project, the bigger project that I'm working on uh, is uh, like putting the whole chronology of India. So beyond now Mahabharat, Ramayan, we're going to Rugved and even going beyond. Like so, going into the Puranas. But so I'm going that's... to put you on a spot in the end. Um, I'm going to do uh, Arnab Goswami on you. Okay. One, what is the time period of Adi Guru Shankaracharya? Huh. Adi Guru Shankaracharya is not my original work. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going. All I'm going to share is my subjective conviction mm. uh, that uh, the uh, traditional Western Indologist date is around 700, 800 huh. uh, uh, huh. C, mm. right? Um, from all the evidence that I have looked at. Uh, directionally, it is going towards 500 BC, around that. Mm. Now, 509 BC yeah, or 528 BC, but 500 BC. And that makes sense. That makes sense yeah. to you? Including, including even, was he really critiquing so much uh, Buddhism, even, but that's a different issue. Mm. No, I mean, he was simply, he was a Jnani, mm. and he was basically uh, doing the Jnana Prasar. So anything, any or any argument that did not make sense, he was uh, critiquing it. But his uh, purpose wasn't even to uh, reject Buddhism or anything like that. 
interesting. Interesting. So interesting. before we end uh, and let Nilesh go from the podcast, one one thing we do for our um, listeners is we give a recommendation. Mm-hmm. So of course we are going to recommend your work for them to read the work. But if I was to ask you to give a recommendation for what would you recommend? You mean some other some, some other, other book hmm. that has anything non political? Anything non political. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, and not only influence. If you've read something interesting, it could be even a film. Whatever yeah. You yeah. Want. yeah. I would say in terms of uh, uh, reading, yeah. I will uh, say say uh, Professor C K Raju's books. Uh-huh. And even if uh, they don't, say uh, so Jesus and Euclid yeah. is is a is a good book, you know. Uh, then is science western in origin is another one. Uh, multiple, I mean, eleven pictures of time mm-hmm. is also good. These are all by Professor C K Raju. Uh, I will suggest that also watching his videos. And my favorite, you know, my one of my influence from the West is uh, those people who are very serious about this whole business. They should read Karl Popper. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So thank you so much. Thank Nish, you for joining us. It's been a pleasure discussing this, and um, let's hang around people because um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rafael deal and then wrap up this podcast. So thank you, Nilesh. Thank you. Uh, thank you both of you. So uh, Sunanda, uh, from the um, from the um, the brilliant to the banal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the Rafael deal. Yes. So, bhai Rahul ji, aage. So what happened was the whole deal, the whole question was about the pricing. Mm-hmm. So now that has been thrown out of the window, mm-hmm. and suddenly, um, former French president François Hollande, mm-hmm. he gave a interview to some um, obscure French portal initially, not the AFP, which came later. Some media port or um, something like that. Yeah, media port. He gave an interview where they were asking him about his wife's. Um, movie that was funded by reliance mm. and in answer to that question remember that movie bit was broken by indian express by sushant sinha mm. then that in answer to that question he said something very weirdly um you know it wasn't it wasn't presented in a very um uh, the way a former uh, president of a country should speak but mm. he spoke in a very ambiguous manner that we had no choice in picking up um uh, reliance Relax. now this could mean two things this could mean that the french government had nothing to do with picking up uh, reliance because that we had no choice in picking up the reliance they didn't have a choice it could also mean the way it was interpreted by the media that we were told to pick up cho- um, reliance so we didn't have a choice so that's why i'm calling it a very you know it was not it was not a clear statement that a person of his stature should have said and uh, so clearly there was a storm yeah, and then a french france minister said that today uh, in the government because one is no longer in office causing damage to a strategic partnership be- between india and france by causing remar- no, make, no, making so the, remarks so the, is unfortunate we're talking about timelines here today <laughs> so the timeline is that immediately 3 or 4 hours after that the french government issued a statement which as did dissolved as did dissolved after that and all of that you can find on mind makers they said that there was absolutely no influence by indian government to choose the offset and, partner and and uh, shwetank Our columnist Shwetang Bhushan has laid this out laid from this out. from all the statements, all uh, what Rahul Gandhi has said, where the U-turns that even the Congress took, and yeah. he's hell bent on making this a scam. So, but this is the problem here, right? What they are trying to do is they are trying to throw ten things, hoping one sticks. Six. 
now the modi government has to make sure come out and respond decisively to all these it's i mean there is no point in saying kare kuch kiya nahi to why respond because then you know fir then people will start saying ke, uh, when there is smoke there must be I a think, fire i think what happened and i am not known to um, make bones about anything what happened with the this latest controversy broke this all in controversy i think the government was caught napping because they did not have an a response that it deserved so then um i think uh, because they didn't take favorite, it seriously they didn't take it seriously so mr prasad came with all due respects to him uh, ravi shankar prasad he i don't think he was briefed well mm-hmm. because the first presser the first press conference was a disaster it did not completely um uh, tell us what um, what the government of india was thinking about this and the initial uh, report that came from uh, spokesperson defense um, uh, spokesperson was defense ministry spokesperson was we are looking into this so it almost felt the wording is very important so it almost felt like you know there is something going on and they're looking the only into thing it. worse than we are looking into this is when indian spokesperson says the course of law let the law take its own course. course it was only yesterday then Arun jetly he came and he gave a phenomenal um, uh, you know rebuttal to all this and he said you know this is garbage you need to look at the timelines you need to look at um, the you know everything that has transpired and there is really no scam no matter what you do there is really an intergovernmental transfer in this it's, it's common thing to no, do. maybe there is a press conference that the defense minister has to call and yeah, address I think address I, this once and for I, all i really think if nirmala ji is listening to this i doubt it she is in middle of a storm right now but if you're listening to this we really do need a press conference from the defense minister and um, uh, you know defense secretary i i know that she has already addressed this in the parliament but that was about the pricing now this detail needs to be out and there needs to be a press conference and please don't wait for the other this nonsense to, has gone on for far too long, long yeah. far too long and mm-hmm. i wrote this this morning i said you know the only impact of this man made manufactured disaster is that after bofors we have been so squeamish about defense acquisitions that this is and finally we were actually doing a bold purchase and for some reason now this whole thing about there's a scam or there's a scam where there isn't who is going to suffer it is our army it is our forces who are going to suffer since 2001 indian air force has been asking for a rafale like Um, uh, you know, a combat uh, vehicle since two thousand one. From two thousand four to two thousand fourteen, UPA was sleeping on it. They were. They had a break. It's a very simple. A no, no, no. That is there strategically. Of course, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But even politically. I mean, it's it's a it's a useless you know squagmire that you don't political squagmire you don't want to get into because there is no scam, yeah. and people will will start doing that ridiculous Bofors comparison even though there is no comparison. There is no. Comparison. There is no Mr. Quattroki no here. Man. There is no Mr. Quattroki. Huh. There is no middleman. It this whole when a government I want to let people know that when a government to government. um deals happen then you cannot hide anything because it's all you know it's all so on it's paper government to government that is why government to government deals are the best way to handle this you may pay a little extra but at least the middlemen are not you know everything is on paper for posterity to also know if they want to do an acquisition like that it's all on paper this is the best way to do it absolutely so, so but before we go before we wrap up the podcast last couple of minutes uh, i mean we We cannot 
um, do without talking about the the most dynamic politician of uh, Pakistan right now Imran Khan or Shri Shri 1008 Imran Khan I don't know but Shri to bol nahi sakta main janab Imran Khan so ha so anyways um let's talk about him aaj wo controversy mein the because of uh, uh, because he said the india said that they are going to meet them i have they... i have only one answer to that because he said that um, there was um some uh, small people occupying high offices so um i think there was a pakistani nela inayat she said guys you're all getting it wrong he was actually talking for javed miyadad so <laughs> <laughs> no i think he was talking about himself <laughs> so you know, they, you know the whole um, uh, rivalry between javed miyadad and imran khan no the only thing i want to say about that quickly in one minute is that it was a mistake for indian um, government to accept this was not resumption of peace dialogue mm. that had already been it was just a talk on the sidelines of unga united nations general assembly that was going to happen between the two foreign ministers mm-hmm. uh, of india and pakistan just a talk it was not supposed to be a resumption of peace dialogue which imran khan says in this india had not accepted any resumption of mm-hmm. talks so or any bilateral this was not a bilateral or anything of that sort it was just you know but even that i have said on record india should not have accepted you know pakistan mein aisa hota hai the pakistan cricket board chairman is appointed by the prime minister yes to ye baat i think apne supreme court ko bahut feel hui to bcci ka chairman abhi supreme court appoint kar raha hai i'm kidding of course learning all the wrong things i'm joking of course yeah. no but seriously don't make it a, so the, again the indian government of india messed up a little bit but the, the, they shouldn't have said yes to this if 24 hours later they were going to say Because no nothing has changed after 24 hours um, no nothing has changed the, for the last 2 years yeah, the pakistan abduction the latest the abduction of uh, policemen in uh, hmm. this thing for god's sake you have actually had to let go of the but i'm glad i'm better i'm glad better late than never yeah. they realize the mistake and yeah. so we come to our favorite part now the recommendations so my recommendation i heard woke up to very sad news kalpana lajmi the director yeah. um, so she's only 64 she, her, she was only 64 and she was struggling for the last two years yeah. she hadn't come up with a movie in a long time um, yeah. and uh, two of our most famous works were of course um, one uh, more भूपेनजारिकाज brilliant score i mean i cannot recommend it more enough um, an assamese composer composing for a film set in rajasthan yeah. with lyrics by a punjabi lyricist gulzar <laughs> isn't that uh, and idea of india and by two of the most famous marathi singers lata mangeshkar and asha bhosle like, giving brilliant <laughs> I, songs that's huh? what i'm saying uh, yeah, I, yeah idea of india, idea of india. Huh? but no it's brilliant dil hum hum kare and samay wo dheere chalo yeah amazing songs yeah. your recommendation this week you know i really am going to recommend uh, for those people who have not i, I know about 37 to 40000 people have read uh, nilesh oaks interview i'm going to recommend to other 40000 people on mind makers please go back and read that interview the reason i'm saying that is because that will be the first introduction to his books what i did was that is how i got introduced and we'll to, plug it with the podcast we'll po- plug it with the podcast again because that is how 
I don't, I mean, my world is completely different. I work in the field of politics and foreign affairs and strategic affairs, but this is something that, that where my heart is. Mm. So the way to get introduced to his work, because this is, this requires, this is not a bedtime reading. You cannot just mm. lay down in the bed and read a story like that. So for me, a good introduction was that interview. Mm. So if you want to read whatever you have heard today, it has given you goosebumps like it has given me, go through that interview, read it carefully, and then look for his and books. And make up uh, your opinion based on based the on written work. And support people like Nileshok. I cannot say this enough. Support people like Nileshok. The best way you can support him is whenever you hear his um, he's talking somewhere, make sure you popularize that. When you see his book somewhere, make sure you read it, make sure you gift it to your friends. That is the best work we can do. Not everyone no, can do everything. And I've completely forgot, yeah, because I woke up to the news of Kalpala Lajmi, I uh, forgot to recommend what my original recommendation was going to be. I'll give it that to a movie called Three. I ah, watched it. it. So yeah. it's a horror comedy and one of the best films I've seen in India just for the ingenuity of the concept. Yeah. And um, the, the, there is some lovely dialogue in that. Especially, uh, it's a great nod to, um, and not the Western feminist movement, the ideas of feminism that we need to, you know, uh, take. One of the wonderful part uh, dialogue was, and it's a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to tell, trailer mein bhi hai, where a female ghost comes and takes the guys away and leaves their clothes behind. So Pankaj Tripathi the brilliant person who is like wo dekhe bina leke jati is like nahi nahi ye mard ghost thodi hai ki consent bina leke jaye ye aapko puchti hai aap ghumo consent do uske baad hi leke jati hai which is a dialogue i absolutely loved so watch that movie for pankaj tripathi and rajkumar rao who i think is probably the new um, yeah. irfan khan <laughs> i mean he's that good he's yeah. brilliant yeah. Uh, so watch the movie and it's highly entertaining yeah. don't don't um, uh, don't uh, study too much into it just go and get entertained yeah. so anyways with that we end this podcast um, thank you all for tuning in we'll be back next week with more this is from Adit Sunanda and earlier Nilesh this is goodbye <laughs>